Bible, please, to James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Before I get started, I want to tell you the reason I was so interested in this uh, subject tonight. I had a man talk to me and he said, if things hadn't happened uh, this week, things have happened to me, and if I hadn't had strong faith, I don't know what I'd done. And then I went to, uh, I got a letter in the mail, and I was telling the ladies about it a while ago, that a uh, credit card company wanted to charge me money that I don't owe, and I went down to the bank and got that straightened out. And then this afternoon, I was at a business, and an older man told me, he said, uh, you ain't going to believe what happened. He said, uh, this elderly lady that I know uh, went to the bank, and... Uh, a man come close to her there at the bank while she's doing business, saw she had money, and uh, he had on a suit and everything, so he walked outside and told the lady, said, the man, we're trying to catch the lady or, or man, tell her that you're just doing with he's a crook, and uh, we're trying to catch him, and we can't catch him in the act. And if you write a $10,000 check, uh, we can go back in and try to cash it in your name, and uh, then uh, we'll put it back into your account after we catch him fraudulently cashing it. And the lady wrote him a check, and she went back in there and defrauded him, and defrauded, took her $10,000 and went home. And, uh, but uh, he said, that's going all across the country to older people that's fragile, and they just can't make right decisions like me. And so... And uh, so it's, it's tough. I tell you what, uh, you just lose faith in human beings nowadays. I, it's hard to believe that people pick on older people like they do, but they do. And uh, I was thinking about, I'm so glad that my faith is in the Lord. Amen. But I want to talk about developing faith. I want to read a little bit with you in, in James chapter 14. What doth it profit, my brother, do a man say he has faith and have not work? Huh? James 14, James 2, verse 14. Right. Catch up as soon as you can. James chapter 2, verse 14. What doth it profit, my brother, do a man say he has faith and have not work? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doeth it profit? Even so faith, if have not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devil also bleed and tremble. But with thou no vain man that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Ye see men how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, 
when she had received the messengers and had sent them all out another way? Whereas the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Heavenly Father, we pray for understanding of thy word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to make this front, uh, right up front clear. No soul is saved by doing good works. Amen. No soul goes to heaven by doing good works. No matter how good you are, no matter how the number of good deeds you've done in this life, you cannot go to heaven on your works. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For with grace you saved through faith, not knowing yourself the gift of God. So the word of God through James says faith without works are dead. Now, then if a person is truly born again, he'll do good works of righteousness. True faith in Christ Jesus will cause you to do something for him. James 4, verse 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him, it is sin. And so if you're truly saved, uh, then uh, the Bible says that you know to do good. And if you're saved and don't do anything good for the Lord, then you're sinning against the Lord. James 1.25 But whoso looketh in the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but doeth the work, uh, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now, what I want to say, first of all, we know we're not saved by works. What I'm interested in tonight, though, is how to develop our faith. If we take the lives of the Lord's disciples, for instance, and notice how their faith worked, then we can learn what to do to develop our faith. Let me give you seven real quickly, if I can, please. You can turn to them if you like. I wrote some of them down. Uh, the, the verses. Number one, uh, the Bible mentions no faith. Mark chapter 4, verse 40. And he said unto them, Why are you fear so fearful? How is it you have no faith? Now, just like the disciples in times of trouble and turmoil sometimes, we demonstrate great fear rather than great faith. Uh, Jesus' disciples are in a great storm here in Mark chapter 4. And they feared. And they didn't show any faith. You must remember now who was in the boat to them, though. Jesus, God in the flesh. Uh, and here's what I'm saying. Jesus controlled everything. Amen. And so Jesus controlled all our troubles. And so the Bible says sometimes we exercise no faith. Another portion of Scripture uh, talks about little faith. Now notice the steps from no faith to little faith. In Luke 12, verse 28. If then God so clothe the grass which is today in the field and the marsh cast in the oven, how much more will be he clothe you, O you of little faith? Now here the Lord is teaching his disciples how our Heavenly Father uh, provides for our everyday living, and they had little faith in this matter of everyday living. The, the whole truth is if we could only uh, exercise a little faith when it comes to everyday living, our jobs, our happiness, our health, our welfare, uh, just a little faith and wouldn't be so downhearted and that uh, uh, the devil win in doubting that we can make it. Uh, number three talks about great faith. Matthew 8, verse 10. Now, from no faith to little faith, now he's talking about great faith. In, Ma in Mark, Matthew chapter 8, verse 10. When Jesus heard it, 
he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Now you go back and read verses 5 through 10. Great faith only comes when you know who the Lord and Savior is and what he can do. Here's a man that said, Lord, all you have to do is speak the word. You ain't got to come to my house. And Jesus said, I've not seen so great faith as this. Well, he knew who Jesus was. And he knew Jesus could do anything. Now, reading between the lines, so to speak, this centurion had to have heard about Jesus. He believed who Jesus was, the Son of God. He had heard the miracles and maybe had seen some of them. So he knew Jesus could heal his servant. And this tells me the way of how, how great faith in is believing the record that the Bible gives of Jesus. He is God in the flesh. He's a great healer. He's a great savior from sin. He's a great provider. So I can know this. Uh, I can put my faith and trust in him. That's why Jesus says that anything we ask in his name, we can have it. Now, that doesn't just mean just asking in Jesus' name. That means anything that Jesus okays, uh, we can ask it in his name and we can have it. Amen. And so, uh, that's great faith. Then James chapter 2, verse 5 talks about rich faith. Yeah, verse 5 says, Hearken, my beloved brother, hath not God chosen the poor of the world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? I marvel at these kind of people. Have you ever noticed that somebody, that when they start off as, as uh, just a young people maybe, or, and they start making a meager living, and, and they get saved by the grace of God, and they know tithing is right, and they start giving to the Lord, and maybe they make it $100 a week, well, they can give $10, uh, you know, tithe, and they give $10. But you let them start making $1,000 a week, or $2,000 a week, and then they have to increase their giving to the Lord. Now, wait a minute. That's a little too much now. Uh, I'm, I'm helping God out too much. No. If you always notice through the Bible, it's the poor people that gives their little bit to the Lord that God blesses. Every time. It's the little people. And God said, you know why? They exercise great faith. Uh, rich faith in the Lord. Uh, faith is the second coming of the Lord. They believe it. Uh, faith in the rapture, knowing Jesus could come any moment. And all of heaven is mine then. Uh, this world is what counts. It's what we got looking forward to. That's rich faith. Then the Bible speaks of precious faith. Second Peter 1.1 1, 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to whom they have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Now precious faith is receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Uh, there's nothing like knowing you're saved. Uh, Paul is saying in his previous uh, precious to obtain salvation through faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. Why? Because number one, you'll miss hell. But number two, you're going to heaven. And so it, that's precious faith. Then the Bible speaks of full faith. Acts chapter 6 verse 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Now, full faith is being filled with the Holy Spirit and being controlled by the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 6, verse 8, 10 and 15 speaks of this. Being full of faith, led by the Holy Spirit, 
you'll do great wonders for the Lord. Verse 8. You'll have the wisdom of the Bible and the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 10. You'll have a good testimony before the people. Verse 11. So that's full faith. Then the Bible speaks of perfect faith. James chapter 2, verse 22. Seest thou how faith wrought with works, and by works was faith made perfect? Perfect faith is when you, uh, your actions and your works coincide with your faith in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, what you are speaks, what you speak so, uh, what what you are speaks so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. Like an old saying I used to have on my desk, but uh, that's the truth. You profess to be something, but are you? Perfect faith is not uh, believing in Jesus Christ plus. Uh, speaking in tongues or water baptism or church membership or uh, doing good works or anything else. Perfect faith is trusting Jesus Christ in Him alone. That's perfect faith. And then the Bible uh, says that uh, what do you stand in the matter of faith in? Do you have no faith? Uh, do you go to bed at night knowing, uh, not knowing where you're going to spend eternity? That's no faith. Do you have little faith? Do you trust the Lord to take care of you? Uh, do you have great faith? Do you really know the Lord Jesus Christ personally? Uh, do you have rich faith? Do you love the Lord and you're looking for His return? Uh, do you have precious faith? Do you know you're saved? Uh, do you have full faith led to, by the Holy Spirit of God? Or do you have perfect faith? All the above is included in perfect faith. And we need to pray with the Lord's disciples and listen to this. This is what I learned to pray. Luke 17, verse 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. That's what the Lord wants us to do every day, is increase our faith. Don't stay stagnant when it comes to faith. Increase it. Increase your faith. We need to pray with the Lord's disciples. Increase our faith. Romans 10, 17 tells us how that's done. So then faith comes by hearing hearing by the Word of God. So there are two things we can do to increase our faith. Number one, ask God to increase our faith. Number two, listen to God's Word and read it. Amen? You know, I, I, I said I went through yesterday uh, just crazy things happening, and if I hadn't been a strong Christian, I'd lost my faith and so on. But yesterday afternoon, a friend of mine, a farmer, called me, and he said, uh, uh, why don't you come out and get some watermelons and cantaloupes and uh, corn peas and, and uh, corn, uh, I mean fresh off the ear. So I rode out to the farm and he said, how much, how many corn peas you want? I said, well, I'd like to have a bushel of them. And he said, okay. And I thought to myself, the last time I got a bushel, my fingers hurt for a month peeling them stinking peas. And they hurt. And he said, why don't you come back in about two hours and I'll have these peas shut uh, shell for you and you have them all ready to go. I said, that's better. <laughs> he said that about two years ago, he, he, he seen this person had a, a pea shelter. And uh, he said, hey, that looked pretty good. So he went and bought him one. And he had these people that's working for him out there shell me a whole hamper of peas. And you talk about something good. So I got faith Read Kindle, amen. <laughs> God is good. He really is. Glad I'm saved, aren't you? Stand with me, please. 
Heavenly Father, we do thank You for Your goodness. Now You watch over and keep us. And, and Lord, yet we do pray, same as the disciples prayed, and they was with You. They saw You, and they knew You. And yet, they prayed, Lord, increase our faith. Father, I pray tonight, increase our faith. When everything else fails, increase our faith. Give us more faith, not less. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Shake hands with somebody, please.